Hey, we're doing a new series starting today, and it's called Baggage. I'm just going to get this out of the way. It's called Baggage. Has anybody ever said to you, or if any of you ever uh, said about somebody else, they've got a lot of baggage in their life? Don't, don't be dishonest. We, you all talk about people. You know those people. You work with some of them. You live with some of them. Come on, and you're like, man, you've got some issues. You've got some baggage. You've got your stuff that you've got to, uh, got to deal with. I don't know if you've ever had somebody say to you, man, you've got some baggage in your life. I, I actually had someone say that to me when I was younger. Man, you've got some baggage in your life you need to deal with. And I was like, hey, thanks so much for noticing. It's really encouraging. Thanks so much that you noticed that I have baggage. All of us have baggage or have issues in our world, and, and this series is, is a little bit in your face, and, and not in your face to offend you, but into your face to free you. Are you with me today? Because Jesus, you've got to understand something, Jesus had no problem dealing with people's baggage. Jesus had no problem dealing with people's baggage. With the woman at the well, he dealt with her moral baggage. Yeah, come on. With the Pharisees, he dealt with their religious and legalistic baggage. And with the disciples, he had no problem dealing with their attitudinal baggage, their pride, their insecurities, their competition stuff. And Jesus would deal with all these people's issues and all these people's baggage for one reason and one reason only, and that was to lighten their load. Come on. He wanted to lighten their load. He didn't want them to be have to carry around things in their world that they didn't need to carry. In Matthew 11, 30, it says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus speaking. He's saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus' yoke and burden is not the same as your baggage, your stuff that you have carried around. Carrying baggage around is not carrying the Lord's burden around. It's completely different. And so what happens is that we all have stuff in our lives, yes? Um, we all have stuff that we, baggage that we carry, carry around in our lives, yes? Every single one. Don't you look at me. We all have baggage. You had parents. Who had parents? Put your hand up who had parents. How many of you said, I'm not going to do what my parents did when it comes to my children? How many people did exactly what you said you weren't going to do because of your parents? You know what that's called? Baggage. It's stuff that you've carried over from your parents. Not all baggage is bad baggage. Some baggage is good baggage. But we all have stuff that we drag around in our lives. And Jesus says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So let me help you understand what that scripture literally means. Where did Rimmer go? I was going to steal him. He's gone into switch. Anna. You're the, you're the better part of the Coopers anyway. We all know that. Yeah, we need that. I mean, so Anna, this is your baggage. And so what Anna has is she has all this baggage in her life that she carries around with her. No one's saying amen, so that's a good thing, eh? And, um, and Jesus says, my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. What does Jesus mean when he says that? Jesus literally says this. You see, when he's talking to a, a situation of farming where what would happen is that the, the main bull or the older bull would be yoked to the younger bull to teach the bull how to plow the fields, right? And so you can let go of your baggage now. And, and what happens is that, yeah, it's all right, you can let it drop, it's okay. 
And so it would be yoked together. So what happens is that the older bull would come along. You've got to yoke yourself to me, Anna. Yeah, that's cool. And then this is literally what he's saying. When the Lord says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, what it means is that God yokes himself to you, but then God pulls the baggage. Come on. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. See, most of you have been pulling your own stuff. Thank you, Anna. Pulling your own stuff for way too long. And Jesus is trying to say in this series that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And what he's saying is that if you will let me, I will carry it for you. Yoke yourself to me. It's not that you get to dismiss the baggage. It's not that you get to disown the baggage. It's not that you, can't, you don't have to do something about the baggage. What he's saying is that in this journey that we're going on, as we get you whole, I will pull the load if you yoke yourself to me. Because the sad thing about this world is this, and the sad thing for you and I is this, is that some of the stuff that we struggle to deal with in our lives were things that were done to us that were not our fault. Somebody else did that to me. Somebody else did something to me, and now I have this emotional baggage in my world that I have to carry around, not because I did something, but because somebody else did something to me. But the cruel thing about when people do things to us and we end up with emotional baggage from it is even though it's not your fault that it was done to you, it's your responsibility to be healed of it. And this is what makes it so hard because we want the person that did that to us to do the work. Come on. But what makes it so hard is that it's our, our healing is our responsibility. The person that hurts you is not going to heal you. It's your responsibility to be healed. And Jesus says, if you'll let me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, having baggage is being burdened with your own stuff, not with God's stuff. Baggage in the dictionary means this. It means suitcase or luggage or trunk that we pack things into. It's a pretty amazing piece of Revelation there for you, isn't it? So when we talk about baggage, we're talking about something that we pack things into. Not everybody has the same size bag, yeah? Not everybody has the same size kind of baggage around them because everybody's lived different lives, but everybody has baggage. In the Webster's Bible Dictionary, it describes baggage as this. It says that baggage are objects, circumstance, and beliefs that get in your way. That baggage in our lives are objects, circumstances, or beliefs that get in our way. So what things, what objects, what circumstances, what beliefs have you got that's getting in your way? At what point did the attitudes, the insecurity, the anger, the beliefs about your situation into your life and get packed into your bag that you are dragging around with you. Because baggage is those things that you carry with you, whether they be small or whether they be big, that you don't actually have to carry. Jesus doesn't intend you to carry around some of the things that you are carrying around. You don't have to carry it around. And it doesn't matter whether it's big or whether it's small, God wants to deal with your baggage and he wants you to deal with your baggage because here's the crazy thing is that 
is that it's our baggage. And when you go to the airport, they say, did you pack your own bags? And you generally have to say yes. And the reality is for you and I, some of the reason why we don't like this kind of a subject is because we have to be straight up and honest and realize that some of the stuff that we're carrying around is because we packed it. And the thing is, is that we go, well, but I've given my life to Jesus. And what we think is that when we give our lives to Jesus, that everything just becomes wonderful. But how many people know that when you give your life to Jesus, he generally doesn't fix everything instantaneously. Not everything gets fixed instantaneously when you give your life to Christ. Your salvation is instant. Your going from hell to heaven is instant. But everything else about this Christian walk generally takes time and God takes you through a process of change and it's called sanctification. God takes you through this process. And so we all understand that we have baggage. We all understand that we need to deal with our baggage. We all understand that God wants to do it with us and for us and bring healing to us. We understand that we've got to take responsibility for that healing. But let me break it down to you a little bit about the four kinds of baggage or the four kinds of people that there are. Are you with me today? Yeah. All right, the first one is this, the handbag person. The handbag person. The handbag person is the person that packs things uh, into their life, but they're really only a nuisance because they're manageable. You know, there's just little things. Mind you, looking at some of the handbags of some Woman that I know, they pack half their house into their handbag, but, but handbags are usually just for carrying around the little things that you don't have pockets for, and it's, it's, it's just a nuisance factor. The handbag person is a person who is very mobile with their baggage. They can take their baggage with them to work, they can take it with them to school, they can take it with them to dinner, they can take their baggage anywhere because it's just a handbag. It's not hard to transport. It's not hard to shift anywhere. And the reason why they take it everywhere with them is because it's manageable. It's, it's just a nuisance thing. It's not a big thing. It's just a small thing. It's manageable. It's like I, I, I have a little bit of an anger problem, but it's manageable. I have a little bit of a lust problem, but it's manageable. I have a little bit of a marriage problem, but it's manageable. I have a little bit of an unforgiveness issue towards someone, but it's manageable. And so we just don't really deal with it because it's a nuisance, but it's kind of manageable. It's not a big thing. It's a little thing. And you know, you just have to learn to live with some things, don't you? Never does the Holy Spirit or God ever say to anyone, hey, Keep that little problem, it's manageable. It's, it's just a little problem, you can keep it, it's manageable. It's manageable, don't worry about it. It's only a nuisance, don't worry about it. Here's the problem, when we just treat little things like they're a nuisance and not deal with them, is what is a nuisance today can become a destructible power next year. What is a nuisance to you today can become destructible to you in time. First person is a handbag person. The second person is a sports bag person. A sports bag person is a person that packs their bags for special occasions and events in life. 
The sports bag person doesn't have it with them all the time like the handbag person. They just have it with them on particular occasions. Because for this person, their baggage is not an everyday thing. It's not an everyday struggle thing. It's just a seasonal problem or probably an event problem. It just comes out every now and then. But they have it all packed ready to go for the occasion. It means that the baggage might come out, for example, when you go to a wedding and you see everybody else and and you don't have a problem every day, but today, because you're at a wedding, all of a sudden you have a problem because it's so lovely and it's romantic and people are crying and wiping away their tears and you're wiping away your tears also. But the reason why you're wiping away your tears is because you're not sitting there thinking about how beautiful this marriage is that's coming together. You're thinking about your failed marriage or your failed relationship from your past. And the whole ceremony reminds you of that. And you might, or you might be a person that goes home at Christmas and you're okay 364 days of the year, but you go home for Christmas and rock up to mum and dad's and out comes the sports bag. See, the sports bag person only comes out on occasions. It only comes out in particular things. The things in your life that come out in those particular events or at particular times are things that you have not brought closure to. So you don't struggle with it all the time. It's just every now and then, depending on the circumstance. There's a handbag person, there's a sports bag person, and then there's the suitcase person. And the suitcase person is this. They're the person that packs their bag every once in a while because they want to get away. You know, you, when you go away, you pack your bag to go on the flight, yes? Or in the car. And so you pack your bag because you want to go away because these people want to escape from their reality and they're hoping that they won't have to bring their baggage back with them. How many people know that you can, try, you can escape to Australia because it's in a bubble and have a holiday, but how many people know you have to bring the baggage back with you? Well, you don't have to. You could leave it there, but then you'd have no clothes when you got home. The worst part about going away is having to unpack when you get home. Yes? So every once in a while, they'll pack up all their feelings and all the stuff that they're going through, and they're going to go somewhere to get rid of it. And so this is what somebody that's like a suitcase person does. They'll shift house, they'll change jobs, they'll change relationship, because I think if I shift location, or if I change my job, or if I change relationship, if I do all that, then I'll be able to move on from this. But the problem is, is that when you shift house, your baggage goes with you. When you shift jobs, your baggage goes with you. When you shift relationships, your baggage eventually goes with you. They pack it all up to escape only to bring it all back, hoping that somewhere along the way, Air New Zealand loses their bag. And then there's the trunk person. And the trunk person is a person who is meticulous about their life journey, and they pack it all away. You know, they they pack away the memories, the experiences, the hurts. They pack away everything that might shape them, but in a wrong way, and they keep it all locked up. And they keep their trunk filled with stuff locked away somewhere that they hardly ever go to, and every now and then they unlock it, and when nobody is watching, they unlock it, 
and they start to go through it. They open the trunk and they start going through the bits and pieces, the photos, maybe of the lost loved ones or a lost friend or a lost relationship or lost kids or the marriage that they lost or that they shifted away from. As though it's, and as they're going through all of those memories, it is as though it starts bringing up all that emotion all over again. And those memories and stuff like that can be okay in a trunk, but there are other things that sometimes we keep in our trunk, and those are people we've never been able to forgive, or the anger that we hold towards someone that we've never fixed, or the shame that we have, or the guilt that we've experienced, and we put it away in the trunk, and every now and then we understand that we're meant to clean it out, but rather than cleaning out the trunk, we end up going through the trunk, and what happens is as you start going through it, you actually start to relive all the stuff that you've gone through. Somebody you know will say to you, you know what you need? You need counseling for that to let it go. And you say, I can't, as you slam the lid down on the trunk and you lock it again and put it away for the next time. Here's the thing, we all have stuff, but you and I are the only ones that pack our bags. No one else does it. And you and I are the only ones with God's help that can unpack our bags. You see, a few years ago, a long time ago, I, I went to Europe um, for nine weeks. And um, I was pretty excited. I'd never been to Europe before. And so I packed up the biggest two bags that I could find. And, and even my carry-on bag, you know how it's only meant to be like 7 kg. I'm pretty sure mine was about 450 kg. But, you know, you walk along and you just, just, just yourself so that you're not doing this, so they don't realize how heavy it is. Okay, I just do that. You guys are all honest. That's awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm checking in and this, this younger couple in front of me and the guy that I was traveling with, they're checking in and they've got these like backpacks, you know, got, you know, decent sized backpack, but not a huge backpack. And, and the lady says, oh, are you checking in any luggage today? So this is a flight to London, right? Are you checking in any luggage today? No, no, we've just got carry-ons. And I'm thinking to myself, do you like, just have like two pairs of undies, you just turn them inside out to get two days worth. Like, how are you going to Europe for a holiday with just a backpack? Like, how does that work? This has got, is it just like a couple of pairs of clothes and a whole lot of deodorant? I, I, I don't understand how they can be traveling to Europe with just a backpack when I've got this bag, that bag, and another one that I'm crying, I've got a backpack that I'm hoping they don't see when I'm checking it. Have you ever noticed that there are some people and, and they seem to have packed their bags differently in their life? And you look at them and you go, how can you, it's all right for you. you you've just got a small bag. If, if you had lived the life that I've lived, you wouldn't have a small bag, you, you, you'd have a trolley of bags. This would be your check-in. If you had gone through the life that I'd gone through, you wouldn't just have a little backpack. You'd have, you'd have this. 
and you'd be paying extra for excessive luggage. And I was thinking to myself, how can they travel so light like that? And I'd been thinking about stuff in my world, and, and I felt like God said to me in that moment, He said, maybe they've packed their bag with forgiveness. Maybe they've packed their bag with hope and love and the Holy Spirit. Maybe they've packed their bag with the principles of life and of purity and of devotions and of prayer and of reading. Maybe the reason why they've packed so light is because they've just packed the things of God and not their emotional baggage. And so I learned something, that everybody has baggage. It's just that some people have learned the art of forgiveness. Some people have learned the art of dealing with their baggage. And it's not that they've had an easier life than you. It's just they've packed the right things into their bag. Maybe they've gone through the greatest valley we will never, ever know, but they got better rather than getting bitter. And they let go, and they just didn't take it with them. I don't know about you, but I catch up sometimes with friends that I've been friends with for a long, long time. And honestly, sometimes I'll sit down with them and I'll have a coffee or lunch or something, and, and, and it's the same stuff that they're struggling with about their parents or siblings or what happened at school. They're 40-something years of age. They've been out of school for 25 years, and they're still going on about what happened to them 25 years ago. It's like this reoccurring message that just keeps coming and coming and coming. And, and sometimes I just want to say to them, God, I do say to them, just let it go. It was 25 years ago. Let it go. Someone who can't let go of stuff is somebody who wants to carry their baggage around. In fact, they find comfort in the fact that they have baggage. They find security in it. You can't say that somebody else has had things easier because you don't know their journey. Maybe they've just packed their bags a little bit different. Maybe they've dealt with the 10 things that you have no closure on. Maybe they've dealt with all their stuff and they've brought closure to the stuff that they've been carrying. I believe through this series, because this is just a foundation message for the series that is coming, I believe this. I believe that we need to let go of our overfilled bags that we've been carrying. And so I want you to say with me this morning, if you can do this, if you're in a place where you feel like you can do this, I want us to say this morning that we're going to unpack our bags. Everyone say with me, I need to unpack. I need to unpack. You need to unpack your bag because your health needs you to unpack your bag. Your stress needs you to unpack your bag. Your life needs you to unpack your bag. And I can tell you this, you can change your life if you would just get rid of the baggage. You can change your life if you're just Get rid of the baggage. If you will change, if you will get rid of the baggage, I promise you that your life would change. And I'm going to get to some scripture shortly because I know some of you are sitting here going, "He hasn't even mentioned one script. Oh, I've mentioned one scripture. 
I know how you think. But here's the thing. Here's some things before we get into what God's going to do for you. Here's some things that you may have packed in your bag. A deep wound that has never been healed. A broken heart. A ruined relationship. A moral mistake. A character flaw. An addiction. Uncontrolled anger. Unwanted pregnancy. An abortion. A critical spirit. Unforgiveness. Unbearable emptiness. Uncontrolled thought life. Guilt. Confused sexuality unstable emotions and rejection. You may have packed some of those or all of those or they may be things that I haven't listed that you've packed into your bag and I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus can handle your baggage. Not only can he handle your baggage, he wants to handle your baggage. In your baggage, there are no surprises to him. He knows what you've gone through. He knows where you've been. He knows what has been done to you and he knows what you have done and none of it scares him. He actually wants to take your baggage. He wants to handle your baggage. He wants you to bring your baggage to him, whatever it is, because in John 8, 32, it says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He's saying, if you will bring your baggage to me, you'll know the truth about who you are, who I called you to be, what I created you to be, not the lies that you've believed about friends and family and different people that told you that you're hopeless, that you're nothing, that you're a reject, that nobody loves you, that nobody cares about you, that you'll always be a failure. God doesn't say those things. If you would bring your baggage to him, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Here's the thing. There's no such thing as your truth. And this is where we get it so wrong. Oh, but that's my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There is only the truth. And the truth is not a concept. It's a person. And his name is Jesus. And you shall know the truth because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And when you know the truth, Jesus, then Jesus will set you free. The reason why you have the baggage is because you haven't known the truth yet about what your parents said to you or your teacher said to you or your ex-partner said to you. You've believed all the lies of the enemy and what everybody else has said and what society has said. But if you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, not might set you free, not could set you free, not touch wood, hopefully he will set me free. He will set you free problem is, is if you want to be set free from the stuff that you're carrying around, you've got to unpack your bags. If I face the truth about my baggage, the scripture promises that I'm guaranteed freedom. Here's another scripture that will help you. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There's not bondage. There's not despair. There's not anxiety. There's not depression. There's not meltdowns. There's not blackouts, brownouts, burnouts. There's not any of those things. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is God doesn't want you to unpack your bags because He wants to expose you or hurt you. He wants to set you free. And whatever area of our lives are that we don't allow God into is an area where we won't experience liberty and we won't experience freedom. 
And there are people that I know, Christians that I know, and people that I know that have lived in bondage for years and years and years because the Spirit of the Lord is not the Lord of every area of their life. And they've not let the Spirit of the Lord in to flood that area of their life. They've tried to keep hold of it. Galatians says this in 5.1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What is he saying here? That everything that Christ did on the cross and when he rose again, he did to set you free. He did not do it so that you could live in bondage. He did it to set you free. And he's saying, don't let that stuff entangle you back into bondage again when Christ has set you free. When Christ has done everything that needs to be done, he can bring healing to your wounds. He can bring life to your body. He can restore anything that needs to be restored. Don't get dragged back into that stuff. Don't let it pull you back into your past, pull you back into this. Don't get entangled again into bondage. And what he's saying here is this, we get ourselves entangled again into bondage. Oh, where's God? Why hasn't God done this for me? Because you have got yourself entangled Again, in bondage. It's not his fault. You haven't let the Spirit of the Lord in that part of your world. Is that getting a little too heavy for you this morning? Let me finish with this this morning as musicians and singers come. John eleven forty three. This is a story of Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. And we know that Jesus raises him again from the dead. He's been dead three days before God rocks up. And it says this in verse 43 of chapter 11. It says, and when he had said this, that's talking about Jesus. It said, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him out. He's saying, Lazarus, come forth, come out of there, come out of that tomb. And Lazarus comes, I don't know how he came out because his hands and his feet were bound. So maybe, I don't know, came out this way. Pretty much, I would suggest to you. My dad used to say this corny joke about Lazarus. When God said to Lazarus, come forth, he came out, slipped on a banana skin and came fifth. I don't know why that was even funny, but he thought it was. Lazarus come forth, and Lazarus comes bouncing out. He's alive. He's not dead anymore, yeah? But he's still bound. And this is the problem for some of us, is that we may have found Christ. And you may have come alive, but you're still bound because the grave clothes are still wrapped around you. And he says to the people, un-take the grave clothes off. Pull them off. He's alive, but he's still bound. Jesus has made you alive 
but possibly you're still bound. And here's the key thing about it all. Jesus didn't unbind him. The people unbound him. And that's why it says this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God will forgive you of your sin and bring you alive. But then the scripture also says this, confess your sins to one another that you may pray for each other, that you may be healed. You see, if you don't have the right people around you, if you're not part of a small group and got the right people around you, Lazarus had to have people around to unbind him. It's the relationships, the rich relationships that we build as Christ brings things alive that helps us to unbind ourselves from the things that we've been bound to. God wants to loose your hands and your feet. He wants to take the grave cloth off your face. And even though you have experienced some new beginnings in God, He wants to untie you and He wants to unload everything else off your life because God doesn't want you to live alive but bound, but He wants you to live alive and free because it is for freedom that He came that He might set you and I free. So my prayer for you this week will be that as we go through this series that we would have the confidence or the fortitude or the guts to start facing our baggage and not to blame everyone else for why I have it, but to go, you know what, God? I don't care what has been done to me. What I care now is being healed from it. And I know that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And it's time. It's time for me to let go of the overfilled baggage. It's time for me to give this stuff to God so that I can be free and that I can be whole and that I can be a blessing to those around me. I don't want to carry this stuff any why don't we just all close our eyes just for a moment? And I want to ask you this morning while no one's looking around. If you've got some stuff that you know that you've packed away, maybe you're a handbag person. You're like, you know, there's some stuff, but it's not big, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're a sports bag person and you don't think you got some stuff because it's not until particular occasions or events that it seems to come out. Or maybe you're a suitcase person and your idea is I'll just try and pack this stuff up and get rid of it and escape and that hasn't worked. Or maybe you're a trunk person and you know that you should clean it out but every time you go to clean it out all you do is relive the pain of what has happened and you're like, man, I, I've just lived with this way too long. God's not angry with you. I'm not angry with you. In fact, right now in this place is God's grace and His mercy and His goodness and His love and His healing. And all God wants to do is say, hey, will you let me pull the load? Will you let me carry the baggage? 
Will you let go and let me carry it so that you can have liberty, you can have freedom, and you can have healing? And so I suppose today what I'm saying is that if that's you, while no one's looking around and you're like, yeah, I want to, over this series, I want to get rid of some baggage. I want to hand it over to God. I want a liberty and a freedom to come to my life. I'm sick of carrying this guilt and the shame and that around with me. That's not how God designed me to live. If you're here today and you're like, man, Craig, I'd love it if you could pray for me that I would be able to offload.